Welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, alongside my co-host, Zane, who is back from his Christmas vacation. We also bring in our guest, Corey, who is joining us again. He is brought up from the minors, and uh, we're going to try to have at least three people on our uh, episodes from here on out. It just adds more to the banter that we have going on and just more jokes and just more stuff to talk about. So we're going to make a concerted effort, me and Zane, to uh, have a third person on the show and rotate people in and out to keep it light. So, uh, Zane, how was your Christmas vacation and uh, what are you drinking today? Yeah, it was pretty good. Really, uh, really milked my PTO there. Uh, we got <laughs> got great benefits at the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. Uh, but man, yeah, real hectic. So glad to be back. Kind of slowed down. Uh, and today I'm drinking my number one college beer. And now it's been a while, but obviously I bet you guys saw it coming. But my number one college beer is going to be Miller Lite. I mean, just just an absolute staple. (laughs) And I personally like actually like Miller Lite. So it's like a win win. It's cheap. It's, you know, readily available at all times at any liquor store and um, tastes good. So that is my number one beer on the college beer power rankings. Wow. Okay. And then how about you go through the rest of the power rankings for us to kind of review? Shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it went, uh, but yeah, it went Bush Light, Bud Light, uh, and then, um, man, you go on vacation for like <laughs> one week. Dude, and all downhill. I can't even remember, man. It, you had no, oh, yeah, Natty. No, Natty was three, and then uh, Keystone was two. Yeah, thank you, Corey. Thanks for getting me back on track. <laughs> no here. problem, buddy. Man, you homework. better be careful. You might get promoted to the minor leagues. Yeah, it turns out I'm just the guest of I'm special guest this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking my hacks, you know. I'm at the plate. I got to do what I can. All right, Corey, what do you got in front of you today? Oh, you know, yeah. To my everlasting shame, I was conned into drinking a brass monkey. Oh, food, so. yeah, buddy. <laughs> I am. I like fallen from grace. I went from bourbon to brass monkeys in like about a week. <laughs> Okay, for for those at home who are listening, what, what what's Brass Monkey? So Brass Monkey, at least where I come from, is you get a 40 of a Colt 45, you drink it down to about the label, and you fill the rest up with orange juice, and then you got to roll it to mix it. And, wow, uh, that then, sounds... And you just uh, embrace the pain. Yeah, I mean, if I ever want to get some furniture varnish off or something, I guess I'll... Uh... <laughs> come for you for uh, um for that drink yeah i mean it's a pretty uh, good that's a pretty good f you up drink for like 245 or whatever <laughs> whatever they were at monthly liquors um you know you get the liter for like 245 or something <laughs> just gotta keep it cold or drink it before it gets warm yeah nice that's the type of drink where you found out you just got a, a 62 on your on your final exam and uh you gotta you gotta explain to your parents why uh you gotta be <laughs> All right, I have a Zaxby's Lemonade in front of me, and uh, so I moved into Charleston, South Carolina, and I've never had Zaxby's before. I think they're, you know, in the Midwest too, but I've never had it, and they're pretty frequent down here. So, trying it out, so far so good, and of course, we'll, at the end of the show, we'll review all of our drinks. All right, let's start off. We have a lot of stuff to go through today. We have a few headlines to talk about, and we're going to start off with the NFL here. Dwayne Haskins was waived by the Washington football team. He's the quarterback for the Washington football team. And I think it was a week or two ago, guys, 
that he was seen in a strip club and without a mask and going partying. And during a normal year, that's not a big deal. But his coach, uh, Riverboat Rivera, Ron Rivera, he um, he just got done with cancer treatment. So he is uh, immune compromised and Dwayne Haskins uh, didn't seem to care about that. And so he got his captaincy taken away. And after a bad showing this past weekend, uh, he got waived. So, Corey, is it too early to call him a bust? He was drafted 15th, I think, two years ago. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm on the fence with this one. I'm going to say no tentatively. Um, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks have a uh, terrible record in the, in the NFL for uh, for being busts. But I think it's a bit early. He's still very, very young, which you could chalk up a lot of these mistakes to to him being young. I saw a segment, I think Booger McFarlane was talking about how a lot of these young guys come into this league and they don't, they don't look at it as a business, a billions of billions and billions of dollars worth business. And they, they treat it like a, like a game. Well, it is a game, but it's a game where you get paid an absurd amount of money and they don't seem to treat it with that sort of reverence or respect. Um, I think he could turn it around, but, uh, It'll be tough. You know, it does, I don't feel like it happens often. I hope this isn't a Johnny Manziel all over again kind of story. Yeah, uh, he's 23 years old. So you hope that um, it's just he's just naive at a young age. He's just ignorant and uh, doesn't understand the consequences to his actions. Uh, Zane, uh, do you think he'll maybe not ever start again because, I, you know, injuries happen. But do you think he'll ever be a franchise quarterback again? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I would probably say no. I don't think he was really that impressive. I mean, Alex Smith is showing that the Washington football team's not really. I mean, they're in the NFC East, obviously, but he's actually made them look competitive. Um, and Dwayne Haskins has not. And obviously, there's people in the NFL have done much worse than what Dwayne Haskins did, right? He didn't really like. I mean, yeah, yeah it was a bad, like, it was a stupid decision. But like, let's not conflate it with making like being like a, a super bad person it was a poor judgment right and, and whatever but i think i mean will he get another job probably i i think a similar situation is is josh rosen josh rosen was drafted in the top 10 oh like, yeah just two years ago and then cardinals are like nah we're we're good on you they traded him after a year and i think he just landed with the niners um but I think it's a similar situation. He'll probably get another backup role somewhere. But, you know, will he turn into like a Ryan Tannehill where he goes somewhere else and all of a sudden there's a spark? Um, I, I doubt it. I didn't really think he was that good with Washington to begin with. Keep an eye I on like that Josh Rosen comparison. Sorry, go ahead, Corey. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was just was saying keep an eye on Indianapolis. You know, Phillip Rivers doesn't have a lot of left in the tank, so – yeah, I feel like Indianapolis would have to have a lot of faith in their uh, coaching staff to take any project on and and think that they can mold him into who they want to be. So we're, let's move on to our next segment. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on. He's got too much talent, Dwayne Haskins, uh, to maybe never get signed again. So I, he's definitely going to end up on another team. It's just a matter of if, if he's going to be a franchise quarterback or if he's just not talented enough. All right, so we're going to stay with football. We're going to move to the college slate. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney 
puts Ohio State at number 11 in his coaches poll. Ohio State is ranked third in the college football playoff rankings, and they will be going up against Clemson this Friday in, uh, is it the, maybe the Rose Bowl? I, one of the semi-playoff uh, final games. I forget which bowl game they have it. Uh, so, Zane, is he correct with this ranking, or is he just trying to grab headlines? Maybe he's doing both. I mean, what is your how, – how do you feel about this ranking, putting them at 11? No, definitely definitely not 11th. Like, I, I understand what he's saying in terms of, like, they didn't really play any games. But, number like, number one, they've dominated everybody. And, two, they've – I mean, they've played a, enough games to warrant – like, you can just see the talent. And maybe if he's like, oh, well, they shouldn't be in the top four, maybe it, I, I'd agree with that. But putting him at 11, I think, is just a little bit petty, to be honest. Um, I and I, I don't really know why he's doing it either. That's just bulletin board material. Um, so when Ohio State kicks him to the curb, they can just shove that quote down his throat. <laughs> like, so I, I don't really know what he has to gain by making that comment. And I certainly don't think that they're 11th. That, that's too far. Yeah, I like you said, I understand what he's trying to say that, you know, they didn't play a lot of games. Talent wise, they deserve to be in the playoff, you know, wise, but uh, you still got to play the games. And I think that's his argument. Corey, uh, what's your feeling on this? Do you agree with his sentiment or are you are you totally on board with number 11? Well, first of all, I, I absolutely love it, um, <laughs> but no, I, I can't agree. I just uh, I'm cheering him on from the sidelines because, uh, you know, my team doesn't have a bowl game. Um, but no, I, I don't agree. I don't think you can take them outside of the top 10. I don't think you can take them outside of the top seven, top six. I wouldn't have put them in top four. Um, I mean, yeah, they dominated just about everyone they played with the exception of IU. Um, IU, I believe, was within a touchdown or seven points of them uh, at the end of the game. But IU, they have an 11th, with a, which I thought was kind of disrespectful. Putting an Iowa State team who plays exactly no one ahead of them was wild. I, I would have put I would have put Ohio State probably at about six. Ahead. I would have slid Oklahoma and Florida and Cincinnati, all of them back one spot and just put Ohio State there. But you could even make an argument to jump them over Texas A&M, really. Yeah, Texas A&M, that's uh, – you know, because they just – they got beat down by Alabama. And I don't know if that's so much because they're a bad team or it's because that, uh, you know, Alabama is just a juggernaut and they're going to do that to anybody. But, uh, yeah, that's something uh, – Yeah, well, I don't know, know if probably... you guys saw SEC Championship. Florida only lost by, like, a touchdown to Alabama. So if that guy hadn't thrown his shoe at the LSU player <laughs> – and Florida still only had maybe two losses, and, and one was a very close loss to Alabama. They might have had a shot to maybe overtake Ohio State for that fourth seed, even though Notre Dame got the fourth seed, but you guys know what I'm saying. I that would have, Or if they could have gotten that win at Alabama, that would have been really interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's Alabama, Clemson, and then everyone else. I think Notre Dame and Ohio State are in for an absolute slap. Yeah, Notre but, Dame got... You know, that might be wishful thinking. I hate both of them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, keep an eye on here. So, I mean, I, I think Notre Dame, like you said, is just going to get boat race. It's not even going to be a game. It's it's going to be Alabama versus the winner of Clemson <laughs> and uh, Ohio State. There's no reason to play that second game, but they got to for money. All right, our third headline that we're going to be talking about, you Darvish was traded to the San Diego Padres, joining Blake Snell, who was just traded from the Rays, 
to the Padres uh, a couple days before. Corey, are the Padres World Series favorites? Ah, that's tough. I don't – baseball is so tough with me to call anyone a favorite because it's almost like anyone's game at the end there when you've got those top two teams. I, I You could easily call them a favorite. I'm not going to quite call them the favorite, but, boy, are they making a push. Yeah, yeah, they're – it's them and the Dodgers, I think, and mm-hmm. they're on their own level. It's them and everybody else. I can't really think of any other NL team – to really challenge them, definitely not the Cubs anymore because they're just they're just dumping everybody. Fire sale. Uh, yeah, Zane, uh, the fire sale is going on with the Cubs. I mean, was this uh, was this the right move trading Darvish? Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably the right move. I think we're going to try and get probably cheaper and and younger, like we talked about a couple weeks back. Um, but in terms of the Padres, I would I would probably say no. It's not not the favorite. The reason the Rays were actually so dominant was not even their starting pitching. Actually, they had one of the best bullpens in baseball, and we all know that the bullpens just saves games, just absolutely saves games for you in the playoffs. When the guys are on, sh- when the starting pitchers are on short rest, five days rest, you got to pull them after four. It's all about the bullpen. So it, I, I wouldn't just because they got a couple good starting pitchers, I wouldn't even call them favorites. It's all about the bullpen in late October. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I think that it was needed um, because how many times have the Cubs, you know, we're just going to bring everybody back, let's get the gang back together one more time, and they've done that for three years in a row and it hasn't amounted to anything. Their core players have overwhelmingly underperformed, and it, there's no use to keeping a, a depreciating asset like Darvish and he's only going to get worse from here. I, he has a good contract, making about $20 million a year for three more years. So uh, I think it was the right time to try to get some assets out of it. I'm just not excited about the assets that they got back. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a future Mike Trout in one of those prospects. You never know. Or it's going to be a Danny Juarez or Zane Garceau or something <laughs> in, in... All right, so let's go on to our one of our favorite segments, my back hurt segments, where we talk about a team, sorry, or a player that carried their team this past week. Corey, who do you have for your my back hurts player of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara, the guy who single handedly sunk my Super Bowl fantasy hopes. Uh, 22 carries and over 150 yards and six touchdowns, just unbelievable performance against the Vikings, and uh, you know. Six touchdowns. I, that's hard to come up against, you know, against a whole offense that has six touchdowns. But just one of their guys with six touchdowns, you, you pack your bags, you're done. You already lost. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, ridiculous. If Even before those other games started, you could probably just count that as a loss. Yep. Uh, just seeing those stats that he put up. Zane, who do you have this Okay, week? my pack hurts pick is going to be Andy Dalton. Pretty surprising pick because you don't really see him, you know, you don't really think of him as an MVP candidate. But, pro- yeah, no, I can now show <laughs> guys, you no Guys, <laughs> season on the line for the Cowboys. They need to win. Puts up 377 yards, three touchdowns against an Eagles team that's kind of got a little pep in their staff, right? They got Jalen Hurts at the helm now. They're kind of rallying a little bit. They got a little swag. And what does he do? He hangs 37 on them, okay? 
this guy just absolutely carried his team. Now they need a win. They need one more win, and then they need Washington to lose, obviously. But this week, put him on his back, made sure the Eagles had no chance. So he's my my back hurts player of the week. Man, those are Mitchell Trubisky numbers, man. That's that's awesome for uh, <laughs> all right. We can't all have six Dalton. touchdowns. I mean, come on. I... <laughs> No, I uh, th- th- that's a good one. I, that's uh, something that I would not have expected somebody choosing. I uh, I was on the border. Uh, I have I had Devontae Adams, but I feel like I got to give it up to Stephon Diggs. I went up against him in my fantasy championship, and uh, I needed him to score less than ten points for me to win, and he scored like thirty three or something. He had one hundred forty five yards for three touchdowns, and Bills are the real deal, man. They just broke the Patriots in two. Yeah, that was 20 years of frustration. (laughs) Yeah. The Bills Mafia is breaking every table in sight and loving it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Hide your your children, hide your tables, because Bills Mafia is on the way, man. (laughs) No one is safe. All right, let's move on to the next segment we have here, our Meatball Play of the Week. Blooper real time. Zane, who did you have or uh, what team did you have for your meatball? Yeah, nothing too crazy for me. I was just watching highlights over the weekend, though, and I I saw the Broncos kicker. He got kicked. The first kick went off the left upright, just doinked it. Penalty, came back. Second kick, the same time, same thing, just doinked it off the left upright. And he just like, why? He's just walking <laughs> off the field like, ah, you know, he's like, ah, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the guy, just coach, the exact know. same spot in the upright, just doinked it right up the upright. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know, you know. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, awesome. That, that's yeah, that, that's like some Cody Parkey right there, just smacking <laughs> uprights left and right, like it's like he's paid to do it. Corey, who did you have for your pull my hammy player of the week or coach or team? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, Wisconsin Badgers winning their bowl game and then proceeding to immediately break their bowl game trophy. I don't know if anyone yeah, else saw I that, just, but I mean, I it just was, watched the video that. on ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> it was essentially glittery <laughs> dust on the floor. <laughs> the number of Snapchats and videos the player <laughs> just I don't know how you know you got to keep a grip on that thing. <laughs> Man, that yeah, that's. I I wonder if they get to replace that. If like the Mayo people will replace that, or if they're just like, no, that's your one. I think get invoice on that. Like, yeah, dude, you actually owe us money for that. So send it to Madison and bill them. I I think I think they quote unquote fixed it, and somebody just slapped like a a bottle of Mayo <laughs> on top of the wood part where it says Duke's Mayo Bowl champions yeah, and. I would love if they just displayed that <laughs> instead of getting a new one. I think that would be hilarious. Wow. All right. So I, I had the uh, sequence between the Chicago Bulls and the Golden State Warriors, third game of the season. And uh, Kobe White's bringing it up the floor. He turns it over, but he gets it back. It somehow gets slapped back to him. But then he immediately turns it right back over to uh, Golden State player Williams, I think, and then who passes to Steph Curry. All right. You think it's the end of the sequence? Curry has an open layup, red carpet right up to the to his basket, and uh, he bounces off his knee and goes out of bounds. So that pretty much summed up watching uh, the Bulls-Warriors. It was just a clunker of a game, and the Bulls, one and three to start it off. 
I'll get to that in my barometer section, but uh, not good. Not good. All right. Pull my hammy. Uh, actually, Corey, we, did we go? Yeah, we, we talked about your uh, meatball play of the week. All right. Pulled my hammy. Uh, we're going to talk about, we have two games to talk about. We have the Browns losing to the Jets 23 to 16. Corey, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you lead off here, man. Tell us what happened with your Browns. I can't imagine why you would start <laughs> with me, Danny. I just, I don't know why you would do this to me, but, um, you know, it, it was just a, you know, they should have won this game regardless. This is not, you know, excusing their loss, but I feel slightly better knowing that it's just a very depleted, depleted team with the, uh, last-minute COVID listings of our three best receivers, you know, minus Odell, obviously. So, technically, we're down our four best, but we've been playing without Odell and playing well anyway. But, you know, Jarvis Landry, Higgins, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, every one of them goes onto the COVID list the night before when they're supposed to fly out to New Jersey. Uh, That's a a tall order to uh, totally – you either have to totally reinvent your game plan the night before the game, or you have to run with it and hope that your practice squad boys can step up to the challenge. And, you know, the Jets, uh, for whatever reason, decided they didn't want Trevor Lawrence, and uh, they've been coming out swinging the last couple weeks, and my Browns were uh, ripe for the haymaker, apparently. Yeah, man, sometime, any given Sunday, anything can happen. And, uh, man, the Jets are really trying to – get away they must know something about trevor lawrence that we don't if they're trying to keep winning games and not have to uh draft him zane um do you do you have any opinions or you know viewpoints of what happened with the browns you think this was just a fluke or a sign of things to come? yeah I, I don't know um i think it's a sign of things to come i think that's even with even Take with receivers down, receivers you still have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, right? You still, I mean, you can still you can still just bully yeah. ball the Jets. I mean, even if they're stacking the box, who cares? I'm pretty sure Alabama could have beat the Jets, right? Like that's the that's that's the running joke, right? So even if they know what's coming, <laughs> I, I still think you could have beat the Jets. And um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think the Jets. I don't know if it's recency bias, but maybe they're not as bad as we think. You know, maybe, maybe Sam Darnold might be that dude if they could get him a one of the receivers from Alabama in the draft, like uh, Waddle, I think, and then maybe revamp that O line a little bit. Um, I mean, you saw what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen. I mean, he just absolutely made him into a superstar. Uh, so, so I think yeah, the yeah. Jets might and maybe just keep Sam Darnold. They're like, yeah, we don't need T. Lawrence. Get him out of here. Like, all right. <laughs> it's the hair, man. They, they get a high-value receiver, and um, they could be off to the races. And you can find running backs anywhere in the draft. So maybe they're not as far away as we think. Yeah, uh, NFL is known for its parity. Its best teams are, you know, typically not as, uh, you know, the, the, the worst teams in the league are typically not far off from the best teams in the league. It's just a league of parody. It is what it is. Corey, why don't you tell us about me and Zane's hopeful college football playoff, hopeful Coastal Carolina falling in her bowl game of Liberty. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I, You know, actually, I didn't. A little bit I did. Not going to lie. I, I'm not even going to backtrack it. A little bit I loved it. You know, these these teams that <laughs> they come in and they, they make a lot of noise because, you know, they don't lose any games or they don't lose, you know, maybe they lose one game or whatever have you, but they don't play in a conference where they have any legitimate competition. And <clears throat> they're basically playing, you know, 
the leftovers from the rest of the, uh, you know, the power five and, and even some conferences that are just on the outskirts of that. And, you know, they make a lot of noise, you know, saying we should be in the playoffs or we should be a, you know, top 10 team. And then they go and they get beat by a team like Liberty who, while they're on the up and up with their uh, cheater of a head coach, um, I just, you know, <laughs> something about that seems like justice to me. It's just like, you, know, you guys can simmer down over there until you play a good team, you know? Yeah, they did not represent the group of five schools uh, very well. <laughs> and uh, man, yeah. could you imagine if uh, they somehow, some way, it worked out for them to get to the college football playoff at ranked four and gone up against Alabama? They could play any um, team. You think Notre Dame's going to get it bad? No. It's going to be like a <laughs> Bill's Mafia versus uh, outside tables. Man. It's gonna, it's, it would have just been deadly. I, they could have played anyone in the top four, and I promise you they score no more. They don't make double digits with their points, and they get at least 30-piece by every one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would just be uh, just like a line of gazelle. It is. Real bad. All right, let's move on to our next segment, our box office segment. We're going to talk about one hype game, game that lived up to the hype this past weekend, and one game that did not live up to our expectations. You know, I, I always start off with the hype game first and then end on the letdown. I'm going to flip it around this week so we can end on a little bit of a higher note with that segment. Let's start off with the letdown game of the week. Sunday night football. I was looking forward to this. It was uh, snow on the ground in Green Bay. It just seemed like a, a good, you know, ground and pound type of game. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers threw for a bazillion yards. Devontae Adams had three touchdowns, 100-something yards, and Derrick Henry, just in the environment that he should have thrived in, just could not get it going. Green Bay beats the Tennessee Titans 40-14. to Zane, uh, kind of a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, really big disappointment. Um, not, not even competitive in a game where you thought, yeah, that, I mean, that was Derrick Henry's game to dominate, right? Packers can't ever stop anybody against the run. And that's that's been the whole narrative all season, right? It's we we didn't get Aaron Rodgers any help in the draft. We we drafted Jordan Love, you know. So it's like it, they didn't get any help on the defense. They've been getting run over all year, and Aaron Rodgers has no receivers. And then he throws to Devonte Adams for yeah a billion yards. So I I just I just don't understand what's happening. Are like are the Packers didn't give him any help? Are they good? Are they? I don't even know. Are they elite? It's very confusing, and but I would say Rodgers obviously probably going to win MVP after that. Um, but Tennessee, I, they've still got the division right now. But you kind of wonder if they're pretenders. You know how we got our pretenders and contenders going up against the pack like yeah. that. Who you know you can run the ball against. You kind of wonder if the Titans are, are pretenders. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's kind of like chicken or the egg thing. Is are the Packers really this juggernaut, or maybe the Titans' defense just kind of got exposed, and maybe they're really not that uh, much of a force as we thought they were. Corey, uh, I mean, are the Titans just not the team who we thought we they were? You know, I don't think it's so much that the Titans aren't who we thought they were. I think it's that the Packers are so much better than anyone wants to give them credit for. I think. You know, I don't know if you guys watched that game, um, you know, very closely, but the, I mean, the weather was not great. Um, I know that typically would favor the run game over the, th- the passing game, 
Um, but this is Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers could probably pass in a pitch black stadium and still complete a couple of pass th- or touchdown passes to Devontae Adams. But, uh, you know, Henry didn't have what he normally has in his stat lines in that game. He still had 98 yards on 23 rushes. He was like just over four yards per attempt, which is pretty good anyway. Um, no touchdowns, which that didn't help my fantasy team any, but and it definitely helped the Packers defense. But, um, yeah, you know, I think that the – Tennessee is not bad. They're just not the Packers. Yeah, but, um, but I think we need – The defense on the Packers side is not we, great. We need but... to make up our minds. Every time they lose, everybody's throwing a pity party <laughs> at every block. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers has no help. I just like – it's like, okay, which is it? The Packers are either elite or they didn't get him enough help. I just – it's like we got to make up our mind on the Packers, man. I think there's brilliance in Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and I think the problem with that is – is that, you know, they're going to win a lot of games just by having those two guys. It's just, you know, he's not going to be able to throw for four touchdowns every single game. And uh, Devontae Adams, while he's going to get his catches and get his yards, a three-touchdown game, is uh, that's backbreaking to any defense. The problem is, you know, you can't do it every single week with just one guy to throw to, I think is the issue. You know, you might catch a defense and then, get some momentum but you gotta you gotta get him one more guy if you want to do it every week yeah maybe the Packers have always been this good they've just had Mike McCarthy coaching (laughs) them and we've seen how that's gone in Dallas and I know Dak Prescott got injured but man it's ugly it is just like the rest of the NFC East it's just been ugly so yeah I I I do agree with Zane uh we just gotta uh Pick a lane, Corey. You've always picked a lane. I have not. <laughs> but hey, I uh, bet on the right. win at all. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's uh. That's yeah. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. I mean, definitely uh can't be uh be upset with that bet. So our other hype game for the box office segment: the Steelers beat the Colts twenty-eight to twenty-four. They stopped a three-game skid. They were losing twenty-four to seven at one point in the game, and they came all the way back, scoring twenty-four unanswered points. Sorry, twenty-one unanswered points. Corey, are the Steelers back to being uh, AFC what AFC title contenders, or was this just a one-off and uh, we're not getting fooled? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm not fooled yet. Um... They're obviously good. You know, you don't get to that record without being a good team. You don't clinch your – well, okay, that's not fair. There is the NFC. <laughs> but essentially you don't get to clinch without uh, without being a good team. But you can do it over in another area of the country. Um, <laughs> wow, that was kind of rude. Um, <laughs> cover your ears, NFC East fans. Um, no, man, that's uh, – on this show, they deserve that's it. That's right. We're just, you know, paddle them a little bit harder than everyone else because they – They've been bad, um, really, really bad. But no, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not totally sold on the Steelers yet. But I, I'm not ready to, you know, ship them down the river and say you guys are toast. You know, I think this is a good win. Um, the Colts are a, a good team. They're they're a very solid team. They're a very consistent team. I feel like for the most part, um, the Steelers they could be they could be on the path to riding their ship here with this win. Um, they obviously have clinched next week. They're Hopefully going to gift my Browns a win by starting Mason Rudolph. And uh, hopefully there are no helmets <laughs> swung on that one. But 
Um, <laughs> if it was, you know, I, I I'm not ready to 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 buy or sell on them necessarily, but I would lean towards buying. Okay. All right, Zane. Uh, what do you think? Are the are the Steelers are they they back on the AFC title contender list or are they still uh, on no? The I list? would call them pretenders in terms of getting out of the AFC. Could they could they win a game? Sure, but outside of the Bills and the Chiefs, I don't think the the Steelers could keep up. To be honest, the the offenses are just too 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 damn good on the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, I mean, the Colts are a good team, but I mean, if that was the Chiefs, I bet you they would have put up forty. You know, and and the Steelers have no chance to come back. Same with the Bills. So, do I think they could win a playoff game? Probably, but do I think they could get out of the AFC? No, no way. Okay, yeah, I I probably agree. I, I don't think they're getting out of the AFC. I wanna, and I, I wanna agree, but Kansas City only put up seventeen. On yeah, Atlanta that's just playing year. down to the competition. They're just like eh, it's little old Atlanta. We could just scrape by. Pet, you know. But yeah. I, I I probably agree with Zane. I think they just, after winning the Super Bowl, I think they're just like you know we just need to get to the playoffs and then we're good. I don't know. They haven't scored more than thirty three in their last four games. I'm not saying that. Not saying that's a low score, but they played the Broncos, Dolphins. I think Saints, they're a little Falcons. bored. Uh, to be honest, man, they're just kind of waiting. And <laughs> I mean, there's be, no I fans. Yeah. Never, there's no fans just, either. And it's just and it's just like they might not just fair. be rising with the occasion a lot. And it's just like they they know they're the baddest team in in the league. They're just waiting for the – Just spooling up <laughs> yeah, that turbo for the waiting. playoffs. They're just waiting for the playoffs. <laughs> I hope so. I love Watch them it. get up, bounce in the first round, oh. and then Zane's going to be like, they just <laughs> never give Patrick Mahomes any help. <laughs> Can you clip that, Danny? I just want to have that little snippet of Zane saying that just in case, you know. <laughs> I, I will write it down. I told you they should have drafted like Joe Burrow. Williams take of being a buzz. <laughs> Oh goodness! All right, so uh, I added a segment uh, this week because it was just something I I thought we should talk about before we get on to barometer section because it's a very unique situation that doesn't happen every year. There are five teams all in the AFC: the Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, and Colts are all ten and five right now. One of them will miss the playoffs. So, Zane, who do you hope slash think misses the playoffs um, out of those five teams? Well, I guess I, I guess I kind of hope that the Dolphins make the playoffs because I don't really know what, what they got going on with this two-quarterback system because you never see that in the NFL. You, know, you only see that in college. <laughs> but I'm trying to see some Fitz magic, if I'm being honest. So I, I kind of hope the Dolphins get in. And maybe Tua gets a little bit of playing time. We see what his medal is. But then we just see some ridiculous comeback from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that would be crazy exciting. Throw of the year? Got to be the throw of the year, right? That, oh, Head getting ripped off, shoulders <laughs> blind, throws up, just all dying. Oh, that is Fitz magic to a T textbook. You know if. Patrick Mahomes made that throw. Scott Hall would have like sacrificed one of his kids on Sports Center that night just to him being a god. Wow. But you know, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, so you know, it probably doesn't even end up on the 
SC top 10. But I, as you know, Zane, I'm actually for, I have the same team, but for the exact wow. opposite. I don't want to see a quarterback battle in the playoffs. I don't want to see Fitzmagic playing for one half and then. Yeah, but it's the greatest the half, half of football you'll ever see. Every other quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch teams that have have already like established their plan and they have their franchise or maybe not franchise quarterback, but at least have their guy that they can rally around. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see the narrative uh, like throughout the game and throughout the playoffs of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua and just the battle that's going on behind closed doors. I, I just don't want to see it. So I, I hope the Dolphins out of those five teams miss the playoffs and, uh, I, yeah, I'd like to see those other teams um, make it. I, I'm kind of different about the Ravens, but uh, Browns, Colts, and Titans, I'd like to see make it. Corey, I know you would love for your Browns to make it. Uh, do you think they'll make it, or do you think uh, uh, one other team is going to take their spot? You know, I, I would obviously, absolutely, unequivocally love to see my Browns make it. Um, it's not something that happens all that often. Uh I, I would love to see them make it. I, I think they've got a good shot. They've got to beat the Steelers next week. Obviously, Steelers have already clinched. Pittsburgh's going to start. Uh, Mason Rudolph, if I remember correctly, as quarterback. I mean, why would you risk Roethlisberger? Um, there's no sense in that to me either. Um, so I'm in agreement with our coaching staff on that move. Um, I, 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 I would love to see the Ravens not make it out of pure spite. I don't like them. I don't want them to do well. And I'm really, really sick and tired of the Lamar Jackson train. I think he's the most one-dimensional quarterback that still has success that I've ever seen, which, I mean, good for him. But he's not a great passer. And the only reason he gets his passes is he gets wide-open passes because he can run the ball so well. It's like you are really just a glorified running back that can dump one over the top to a wide-open receiver. He's got two plays, really. I mean, it's handed off or run it yourself. He's just that good at running it. And I can smell that uh, AFC East rivalry from here, man. That's uh, – I'm, I, I'm probably on the same hype train about Lamar Jackson just kind of being overhyped. And uh, you know what? Like you said, he's one-dimensional, but you know it's he working. still gets wins. So he's still finding a way. All right. Let's move on to our barometer section where we kind of go over how we're feeling with our teams this past weekend. Did they impress us? Did they leave us sad? Are we happy? Zane, I'll start it off with you. How are you feeling this past weekend? After yeah, Washington? it's kind of what I'm, I don't want to be a fence sitter. So I guess I'll just go with, you know, there is a God, but I know he's just teasing me because we dominated the Jags. I'll talk, I'll talk about the Bears. <laughs> we dominated the Jags. And it's like, I mean, and we're in a prime position to get a playoff spot. But it's just like, I know he's teasing me and something's, it's just going to go all wrong for the Bears because it always does. So. <laughs> For the time being, um, you know, um, there's a God. I'm hoping we get a playoff spot. We can go, you know, I could go watch the game with my dad or something, watch the Bears playoff game. It's really exciting. Um, so I'll just stay with positive. I'll have a positive attitude this week. Okay. All right, yeah, just, you know, ready to just go in with a smile and whatever happens, happens. Um, yeah, I, I'm in the same way about the Bears. I think they're going to get the brakes beat off them by the Packers. So I'm actually going to be watching the Arizona Cardinals and Rams game more because if the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in no matter if they lose uh, against the Packers. So uh, 
anybody out there, I know we're, this isn't the pick show, but uh, I think the Bears are plus five or Packers are minus five. Yeah, just send the house. Throw the kitchen sink at that Green Bay minus five mark because it's, it's going to be bloody. Aaron Rodgers always comes to play against the Bears, especially when it's at Soldier Field, especially when the Bears' playoff hopes are on the line. He is going to come to play. Uh, the Bulls. They're one and three, and they've looked inept. I can't believe I'm already starting to research. Oh, is it? Would you like to admit that Patrick Williams is a so, bust yeah. already? Like I, like I predicted on draft oh, night. Yeah, because the okay, yeah, because the 19 year old rookie is the problem for them losing all these games. Yeah, that, no, that's a dumb bust. Thing. Four games. Bear, bear, bear. Yeah. He's a bust. I'm already calling for them. Going to... <laughs> That's rough. Uh, but, you know, Illinois did beat Penn State on the road and uh, Indiana at home this weekend. So uh, that leaves me with a smile on my face. But um, I'm going to go with Zane here. I'm just a little positive. So I'm just going to – yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into this week with a smile on my face and just see what happens and uh, maybe just wait for that inevitable kick in the shin. Corey, how are you feeling this past about this past weekend? <sighs> You know, I I I, I got to go with optimistic actually, which might be surprising given the Browns' uh, recent loss okay. to a team that shall not be named. Um, I think there's. I was reading that there's a good chance that we get back our receivers uh, for Thursday. Um, I believe Thursday is the game, but there's a good chance we get our receivers back for the game against the Steelers, um, which would obviously help, especially playing a Steelers team that other than a rivalry could really care less about this game. They've already clinched. Um, that, that, that feels good. And then we've got my Michigan Wolverines with basketball currently at the top of the big 10. Nobody, nobody make a big deal of it yet. We're uh, we've only played two games in conference for uh, we're, yeah. we're undefeated though. So that's cool. We, uh, we play, Oh, who do we play? Is it Maryland? Yes. We play Maryland uh, next tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. So hopefully we go three yeah, and zero. Maryland just upset up. Wisconsin at Wisconsin, I think. And I loved every second of it. You know, I used to like Wisconsin a little bit, but as did I. Their fan as base has uh, begun to irk me. There are a few <laughs> few specific fans that uh, you know if they hear this, they'll know who they are. But they uh, they know who they are if they hear it, and uh, I hope you lose some more. Man, let them have it, Corey. I'm I'm all there. I'm right there with you, man. Screw Wisconsin and. Uh, I hate him, but respect Me too. Yeah, uh, always solid. It's just, yeah, it's um, them in Iowa. They just always have just the most, uh, maybe not even, I don't even call that athletic. They just have the best white dudes in the country. Cornbread farm boys, they, baby. They yeah, ready. man. That's, they just built different. All right. Let's go on to our final thoughts. It was a great show, guys. Had a lot of fun. Corey, uh, do you have any New Year's Eve plans? Yeah, I do. I um. Yeah. A couple of my friends, we're going to keep it small, obviously, you know, with the current COVID situation, you know, you don't want to be totally irresponsible, but a couple of my friends are going to going to get together and um, watch the ball drop and uh, probably drink a little more than would be responsible. But that's the that's the plan, you know, a little saucy for New Year's because uh, hopefully 2021 is so much better than 2020, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think the drinking responsible uh, is in many people's vocabulary on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Zane, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Brennan's going to be over, so um, we'll do some drinking. We'll, yeah, we'll, 
we'll maybe throw on a, a ball drop or whatever. But um, yeah, should be a it should be a good night. We'll see if we do any you know online games or whatever. Um, I guess we'll we'll see what the night brings. I saw I, I saw a meme. It was like going into twenty twenty one. Everyone shut up. No one say it's your year. Everyone just be everyone just be quiet. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be chill. Nobody, nobody do anything extra. Just shut up and don't piss it off. So uh, that was pretty funny. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's a fun night. I got the next two days off, which will be really nice. Um, so we'll have, have some good times. Yeah, let's just pray to God that uh, the calendar doesn't flip over to December 32nd. And uh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> never ending uh 2020 yeah i'm gonna hopefully we'll play some games i'm in charleston here so uh haven't met any friends yet because we'll be starting school next week so i'll be golfing and uh watching some bowl games and uh, i think we, we're doing uh tomorrow's show actually our uh reviewing picks previewing picks uh for this weekend's game so that'll be a lot of fun so keep an eye out for that and um uh, Zane, how was how your uh, yep. Miller Light? Good no, as sorry, always. Miller Lights, uh, right? Went through a few of them, so we're we're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> oh, easily number <laughs> one. Easily number, number one. one. On list? Awesome. All right, Corey. How is uh, Brass what, Monkey? What do, you, what do you call it again? Uh, brass Monkey. Oh, the Brass Monkey. Uh, uh, regrettably, <laughs> I did drink the entire forty worth of it, and. It was, as advertised, awful. Um, not great. Not a top 10 college period, even. Terrible. I hit it every second of it. <laughs> and yet you couldn't stop yourself. I couldn't. I'm weak. <laughs> weak, man. Weak, man. You're not alone, brother. All right. Well, my Zaxby's Lemonade hit the spot. We're happy to have you guys. Uh, Corey, thank you for being our guest. Zane, you definitely picked (laughs) it up uh, from the beginning of the show. I'm proud of you. (laughs) So, yeah, you kicked the rust off, and uh, you got right back in the forum. So, so good job. Uh, We'll talk to you guys soon. And uh, keep an eye out, everybody, for our preview show that will be coming out in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Thank you for listening.